0: Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action and create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career. As a woman in technology stories about the journey of amazing women in the tech field starts right now welcome to tech in the right direction the podcast this week i'll be speaking with veronica place veronica is an account manager for GenCare, a division of general networks in glendale california she has been with them for over two years and has partnered with them for over six years Veronica has been an account manager for about 40 years, selling technology, advertising, automobile software, and now managed services for those companies that do not have an IT department. Her strength is that she can connect with just about anyone. This is most important in sales to get the correct solution to the customer. To truly hear what they want and need and having that relationship to make recommendations that the customer trusts. Veronica is a mother and grandmother to a beautiful six-year-old grandson that lives in San Diego near her. Her passions outside of work are music, specifically jazz and R&B, music festivals, road trips, exploring the beautiful small towns of the U.S., and she loves coaching to connect people to their greatness. Welcome to the show, Veronica. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you for having me, Jennifer. It's great to be here.
0: Great. So let's get started. So Veronica, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today?
1: Sure. So I started out um, in college wanting to be a legal secretary. And Mm so I'm doing I've got this job and I'm a secretary. I'm being really good at it. There were three men that were uh, selling microfilm at the time and all the equipment around it. And I would take care of their accounts and they left that company and started their own and they asked me to come over. So I did and they trained me how to become a salesperson. Mm. And so um, I got really good at it. And um, then I got married and I left that company, went to Pennsylvania and um, worked for another technical company and wound back up in California when I, uh, got divorced and I started working for Quick Start Intelligence. And, mm-hmm. um, I actually followed, uh, some of Justin Slagle's, uh, book of business cause he had, uh, that's the company he had. And, um, then just kept, you know, moving on and people asking me to work for them. And I, I worked for, uh, FMT for a while and then uh, which is a company that uh, with uh, um, CRM and uh, SharePoint and then what had happened was um, I started my own company and um, I didn't like the billing side of it and I didn't like chasing money and I you know the back end the back end of a company so I went back into account management mm-hmm. and when I came back to California um I had done a huge partner uh sale with General Networks when I was with FMT and um they couldn't do the migration so I I reached out to uh General Networks and um they were my partners and then after I came back to California they asked if I wanted to come work for them so uh you know that's my uh whole real history of um, (laughs) being in tech. But, you know, one thing I want to say is that um, tech has a lot of sides, you know, it's not just one type of, you know, when you're in tech, there's just a lot of different uh, avenues to, to take.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's so true. And I'm glad you brought that up so that our listeners can understand that tech doesn't mean always coding, right? There's so many different job roles within tech that are very exciting and very interesting. So, um, when you got into tech, it was when, you know, there were probably very few women in tech. Um, were you nervous about the technology?
1: Did, um, did you have any, like, anxiety about it i'm just curious yeah so um when i was selling microfilm um you know they had what they call like a reader printer and and then um tech they started uh, it's when you know every, the pc first came out i mean it was i was in the early stages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um our tech guy our head tech guy said oh i think i could network these and so we'd have um you know this computer attached to this reader printer and it would tell the film to go to a certain uh frame and we thought oh my god that's so big you know and -hmm. then he would network these computers and that's really when networking started and then we'd have um like I call him a cherry picker where you'd have like a, a disc of uh like a a disc and it would have all that information on it and it would pull that disc and put it in the reader for banks. And so that's kind of like how I got started. It was nerve-wracking because I didn't know anything um, mm-hmm. about technology and I had to rely on my uh technical staff, which is still the same today. Mm-hmm. I mean, an account manager, as an account manager, I know enough to be able to direct the call, to be able to manage the the client, to be able to listen for but if you're going to ask me to network, you know, put a network together or do a migration, um I'm going to have to pass.
0: <laughs> right,
1: um, right. But as far as yeah, it um I did that I uh for many years and um then I got out of technology and sold advertising for several years, but then that went into tech. I mean, it was mm-hmm. websites and you know online advertising and no more book because i was selling uh for yellow book so that mm-hmm. went into technology so really as a woman as a salesperson as an account manager or anybody really in business i don't care you're going to be touched by technology right, right so uh it's you know you think you might not but you're going to you're going to be if you're selling, you're going to be selling something around technology. Today,
0: if you live in our world, it's touched by technology I yeah. mean, you know, uh, lights and refrigerators and it's phones all and on everything it, right? is connected. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So true. So your expertise lies in account management. You've done it for many, many years. Um, can you share with us what makes an exceptional account manager? Because you do so well in this role.
1: Yeah. Um, general networks actually hired me because of my account management skills. Um, they knew like I was really, um, I was for the client and I have listening for that. So, um, yeah, I would say as an account manager, someone even starting out really be there for the client. I mean, we you know, they know that I'm there to make money. I mean, there's, I'm a salesperson, I'm an account manager. But I mean, really, the first thing you need to do is really listen to what the client needs and what their wants are, but not necessarily go for what's going to make the most money in my pocket. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I always say when I interview, I'm not the fastest horse out of the gate, but but my clients are like glue in a mousetrap. They don't Mm -hmm. leave. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's because I listen to them and I try to give them value. Um, I give them value for what they need and price point. But the one thing that I think I do well is if you have $5,000 and you have a project or something, or if you have $50,000 or half a million dollars, I don't treat you any different. Mm -hmm. Because that $5,000 to that smaller client might mean as much as somebody's larger client at
0: Mm -hmm. Mm $50,000.
1: So I really do try to give everyone equal um, value. And the other thing too is I feel like an account manager is sometimes the middle person between the account and my company that I represent. And when they don't see eye to eye, because, you know, in business, if you're not doing business, there's no troubles. Right. Mm-hmm. So and that's when I get paid. I feel like that's when I get paid is when I take the if there's, you know, a miscommunication or something like that. But I really do. And this is just what I do. I almost always take the side of the client mm-hmm. and. Make it right, Uh because that old saying, you know, the customer is always right. Mm -hmm. We know that they're not always right. But if you can get your company and you can get the client to meet in the middle, then that's a win. And that's, I feel like I do that really well. And I have integrity and I get things done. If I tell you I'll have it at two o'clock, I'll have it to you at two o'clock. If I don't have it to you and I know I'm not going to have it to you, you'll get communication from me that you're not going to receive it. And I think clients really um, like that because then they don't have to think about it. They can Mm -hmm. get on to whatever they're doing. So really integrity, just saying, um, doing what you say you're going to do and Mm -hmm. do it in a timely manner. I love that you said client
0: first, because I have always said for years in my business that the customer pays our paychecks not yes. anybody else so if we don't please the customer and we cannot get it right for the customer we have no paychecks we have no jobs right exactly. so our job is for the client absolutely and listening is so important like you said you've got to listen and provide them solutions to what their need is and i love that you said you know five thousand or five hundred thousand it doesn't matter. It's still your customer, and it's relative, right? It, it, the small company five thousand is a lot of money, and yes. you know a multi-billion-dollar company five hundred thousand is equal to five thousand in some cases. Yeah. So yes. yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think um, the reason why you're so successful is that you've got the the right attitude of the client comes first. And the client is always right, and a lot of times they're not. But really, it's their perception. This is how they're feeling. Then we have to listen, and we have to make it right.
1: Yes, and 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 you can actually, even though they say they're right, you can actually communicate with them to and your team to have a resolve. And it it's an equal thing. You know, right. I mean, it doesn't mean right. all or nothing. Right. But it's in the account management account management listening um where there could be an opening to have um you know meet in the middle Mm -hmm.
0: and i think most clients are fair you know i think they really are if you come back to them in a business professional way to say great you know i understand you're feeling this way here's what we have here's what we can do we want to make it right we want you to be our customer for life and they can't really go go wrong i mean they you know they'll be fair
1: Yes. Yes. I've never had, I've never had an account like leave because of something that has gone wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. That's really true. Account management is focusing on the customer. So share with us about what services your company provides or products that they provide to help
1: organizations. Sure. So, uh, General networks is a managed service provider so uh, we do um, you know we we go in if a customer you know only has 10 15 on their team we'll go in and we'll manage their IT um, department and um, if they have 500 we'll do the same so mm-hmm. uh, basically small medium-sized business we go in and um, provide, all the services. So, we'll be their help desk. Um, if they have projects around migrations, whether it be, you know, Office 365 going from premise to the cloud, or if, you know, any kind of hybrid. Um, we, My guy, and he's amazing, he's doing some project management for a client that we do no services for, but mm-hmm. he's in there, you know. So, pretty much we do everything around, uh, technology. Uh, we are not CRM. We, we, um, we have partners that help us with that. And, um, let's see, just, uh, all projects.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's great that you have a service for smaller companies that cannot, afford or maybe don't want to even deal with an IT department and you can be their IT department. And that's awesome. I mean, you, you need, um, you need computers for everything we do and we need them running when we need them, you know? So yeah, that's I awesome.
1: Have, I have one client right now, he's been doing his own thing, but he says it's getting so complicated mm-hmm. that he's afraid that if he doesn't hire us, that, down the road, that's when things will get tangled up and he'll have to redo his whole infrastructure. So, so so true. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we do a lot of consulting. We, um, and then we get in and, and do the migrations as well. And one thing I want to say, you know, there, as you know, being a Microsoft partner, there's a lot of MSPs, I mean, Mm -hmm. and it's very competitive. The one thing I really love about my company is we do all the same services as most, but the integrity, uh, that's why I came to work for them, their word and their integrity. If they say they're going to do something. It gets done. And again, the client is always correct. You know, they're always right. So, um, that's what I love about. And that's what I think separates us from a lot of different MSPs is that mm-hmm. we've been around since the eighties. And, um, We know it's a, it is also an employee owned company. So um, we have the opportunity. It's a little bit different than just getting a paycheck Right. employee owned. So that's kind of some of the differences between uh, General Networks as an MSP and others. Nice, very nice.
0: Did you know that there is an increase in the number of women leaving the tech industry? As a woman owned business directions training has made it our mission and passion to change this statistic. That's why Jennifer created this podcast. We showcase insight from everyday women for everyday women in the tech industry. Do you know other people that would benefit from tuning in? Share the link and help us drive the advancement of women in the tech industry. Do you have a journey or know of someone that our listeners would benefit from hearing about? Reach out to us at Directionstraining.com podcast. Don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and wherever you find your podcasts. Now, back to the show. Um, so I know you love coaching and connecting people to their greatness. I love that. Uh can you share some stories of the people you've helped and, and how it's like affected you?
1: Sure. So um I am part of a a class that's called the Self Expression Leadership Program. Uh-huh. And um what happens is I'll get a team of five. And I coach them through community projects. That's why I'm so, you know, when it comes to community, I'm so connected. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'll just give you an example of one woman, you know, she, I've never met her before. And we have this little group meeting and we're going to have to get her homework done. And she's the lead and nobody talks to her. And she's like, mm. nobody's listening to me. She's a, like 96 pounds. She's, you know, tiny little <laughs> thing. She goes, no one ever listens to me. So I coached her through that over four months with her project, um, with, with things that are breakdowns, you know, you find out things about yourself and um, what was stopping her with men in particular, cause she was the only woman on our team mm-hmm. was um, she had a breakdown with her dad and she cleaned that up and had restored her relationship after 46 years. So. Um, that allowed her to be more dynamic and now she's doing things in the LA school district around her project that were no's and now people are saying yes and it was wow. how she how she um, positioned herself you know That's and amazing. so yeah so after 46 years she got her dad back but I know that sounds you know it's not business but it is because you carry it over into your business yeah your
0: personality your things that you do all connected right to business and personal it's not one you can't be one way one day and another way another day
1: yeah yeah. Yeah. and then I have another guy on this last class um that I coached in um he wouldn't like he was an engineer and for a very large tech company and he would go to work and do his work but not really converse and not be a team player. Well, after, you know, being coached with this project and with me coaching him, he now um, is a team player, but the account manager that he couldn't stand um, just sold the largest project of the, or the largest sale of their team Mm. so far. So with him getting out of the way and finding out why he couldn't, converse and be a team player now he is and now the needle for you know his the quotas are going up you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like the sales are going up and so that's what I try to do is it in the coaching that I do it's around um it's project-based but it's only a vehicle to coach that person and then there's so many other things that come up that I coach from So. so
0: do you feel um uh All the people that you've worked with are very coachable. They take uh, what you say to heart and actually do. And, you know, obviously these two definitely did what what you worked with them on. But have you had a situation where it was just very difficult to change somebody?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So transformation you know, you could put five people in a room and do the same thing or, or, you know, give your best, but transformation is individual. And uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's one guy that, you know, I'm coaching all these four months. And um, the only thing that he got out of four months was he didn't want his job anymore. And he's going in to be an electrician. Mm. So there was a he was really great too, but he couldn't get a He couldn't get a grasp of his greatness. So mm-hmm. his shyness is continuing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's times. um, But to me, that's a win because it he, is
0: because he's realized where he needs to be and where he's yeah. going to excel. Right. I mean, his greatness is probably not in this role in a different role.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I've taken out of coaching, which um I'm really thrilled and I'm, I'm doing it now on the side as well. You know, like at night um, I have a few clients and, but one thing that, you know, in this class that I'm in, I've done it for like, I think six or seven classes and Mm -hmm. um, nobody leaves. My participants stay with me through the whole course. And that typically a coach will lose one or two people because they get confronted you know, you're not going to tell me, you know, or whatever. So they get confronted and they leave. And um, I don't have people leave. And I think it's because, again, I, I meet them where they're at and I see their greatness. And that's where I work from. I mean, yeah. I'll just say even a homeless person, they have some. If you sit and take time and talk to them, you'll learn something. And, Everyone
0: has greatness. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Everyone's. And you have to look for it to find it. You know, if you just assume
0: that they don't have it, you're never going to find it. But you yeah. meet them where they are. You're very warm, empathetic, and you're really looking to help. And I think that makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah, um, in my life, um, I want people to know that I was a contribution. I mm-hmm. mean, money comes and goes, and but if I can touch as many people and contribute to them, that's that's really what I'm up to. And, and, and you do that sales. so well. <laughs> I love really sales do. because of that. It's a mm-hmm. something, you know, it's yeah, I get paid for it, but if I can leave their company uh better than how I walked into it, uh that's a win. And you know, um I just feel like it, I love people. That's all. You know, that's I want great. The best. Yeah.
0: That's great. So in addition to all the things that you're doing with coaching and running your account management business. You're also a community leader at the IAMCP, which is a nonprofit that works with Microsoft um, Partner Channel. Um, share with us your passion for diversity and inclusion in the workplace and how you are making a difference, because I know you do a lot of work in this space.
1: Yeah, so um, DE&I is right there with my Coaching is, you know, like my passion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. A few years ago, I do think I was. I, I, I don't want to. I'll just say I think I was prejudiced. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. I I I think I told the story <clears throat> that I was walking down New York one time and I had my purse and a black person walked by me and I grabbed my purse. Mm. My mother always said, you know, she she grew up in Brooklyn and when when I went to visit her, like when I was 10, same thing, you know, watch your wallet, watch your purse, you know, mm. that and so I think um I had a lot of unconscious bias, right? So through D E and I and being a chair for San Diego chapter, um I really could just dis- distinguish those and take care of those and move them aside. And what's really happened now is I can be with anyone. Mm-hmm. And even there was a, uh, there's a member that's Indian um, in the IMACP. And a few years ago I talked to him, but I felt like he was smarter than me. I felt like I couldn't understand him. So I would not avoid him, but I certainly wouldn't just, Hey, you know, and talk to him. So that actually came up the other day in a meeting and I'm like, wow, I've really come a long way. Cause I really love this person mm-hmm. this person. And so the DEI has really developed me to be able to be with anyone. And, um, no matter what skin color, or if or you know, even, um, we had had a transgender, um, come and speak and to San Diego. And uh, I really learned a lot, but I asked Mm -hmm. really hard questions
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: and she answered them. So Mm -hmm. but I've learned too, to ask really hard questions so I can learn.
0: And And the conversation is so important. The awareness is so important. And I give you so much credit to understand your unconscious bias and then fix it to say you have to have an open mind, you have to, you know, uh, you can't think like that because so many things influence your thought process, right? Where you grew up, how you were raised, what schools you went to, uh, where you live, all of those things. So we all have biases, but to be aware of them and then to shed them is huge. So that's, that's very impressive.
1: Yeah, I um. I actually, a few years ago, um, dated, um, this really great black man and we had mm-hmm. so much fun at music concerts and such. But, um, I noticed, I noticed where, you know, we would get put in the back room. We, um, police would profile him mm-hmm. and I'm like, what, what, you know, cause I've never experienced it. You never
0: realized, right? No.
1: And so, um, I think, yeah, I just think that a lot of times we, as people, I mean, I'll just say for myself as a, a white woman that was raised very sheltered, um, mm-hmm. you have, I have these biases and I didn't even know it until DE&I and I'm really thankful to be in this, you know, into the DE&I group because I learn something every week, you know, it's like, yeah, and, and as far as my company, um, we, we have all different, uh, we have, you know, brown people, we have women, men, and they're in leadership A women. We have a woman controller, um, and we have, I believe they just hired someone, a woman for our help desk, which is really great. Cause Charles really wanted to have a woman, but it's really hard to find women, mm-hmm. uh, to be in tech, it's really hard to find the right fit. That's, That's what we're a- trying to do—is change that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it, I'm. A, I'm the only woman on my team, um, as far as sales team, mm-hmm. uh, and so. But I know my company is really trying to transform that as well. Um, but like you said, you know we're all trying to change that. So, mm-hmm. no, that's great. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you
0: for sharing your experiences because we can all learn from each other. So, being a woman in tech, what challenges have you faced over the years and what have you done to overcome them?
1: Oh my gosh, you know, um women today talk about like a man touching their arm or something, you know, like, you know, in business and when I was Cause I started sales when I was eighteen, so mm. um, I've been at it a long time. And um, in the '80s, they had Top Gun, right? Remember Top Gun, the mm-hmm,
0: movie? I do.
1: Well, I was selling equipment, um, and they invited me to go to the Top Gun hangar. And I went, and they my guy rolled in the machine, and there was probably thirty men around in a circle. And I'm demoing and I had in the 80s, I wore a bow tie. I had my suit on, like, you know, all Mm -hmm. proper. And this man, my contact that I was in the top gun hangar. I didn't even know what top gun was. I really did not even have a clue because I worked all the time. I never watched movies Mm -hmm. and they go. um, So I'm demoing and some guy came behind me on. took off my jacket Mm. and I'm like okay what's going on and I'm watching my driver and he's just laughing and the next thing you know they took off my tie Mm. and I'm like what and I stopped but at that moment I'm like what do I do and this is the Mm -hmm. truth I'm like what do I do do I keep going or do I button up shop or what do I Mm do
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I kept going and he stopped, but when, but when I got done, I'm like, Patrick, why didn't you do something or say something? And he goes, I just was laughing. You know, he was just laughing. He thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, and why I'm saying this is I grew up with all this, right? Like I've gotten, you know, in, um uh, in, in inappropriate material given to me from men. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been asked on dates you know, when I'm trying to close a sale, mm-hmm. this was my younger years. So I've gone through that whole, that whole thing. Cause that there wasn't very many women in sales. Right. Um, it was really just really was not. And so um, to, to today I see a major change. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I see, you know, a lot of ch- really great changes where uh, salaries are still probably sometimes not the same, but I think it's better now. I think they're getting there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we've taken really huge steps to have women and men equal in business. Um, I think there's still some 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 work to be done, but nothing like what I experienced. I mean, right. if I experienced anything like that right now, it probably owns someone's company. Yeah. yeah no
0: and it doesn't I mean you don't see it as often so that shows that there is progress being made which is great you know
1: yeah and you know um you know I've been through you know i 40 years is 40 years I've been through a lot and I've seen a lot mm-hmm. and now you know um I just I well with my company one thing about general networks I love they don't there's no gossip mm-hmm. there's, and I think, um, in a company, that could kill a company, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Um, it can be no toxic hmm toxic. and um there's no it's just all business, you know? so, yeah, no, that's great, and yeah. that's what we come
0: to work for, right, just to get our work done, to have some great conversations, to create great relationships, but not where it compromises you in any way, you know yes. Yeah. yes. No, yeah, that's true. Very good. Um, so any leadership skills that you've learned during your career that have stuck with you? Let's see. Um
1: leadership for me, like I know the IMACP, like the San Diego chapter, they want me to become the president or mm-hmm. um in all this work that I do, they want me to lead a classroom mm-hmm. and I don't, I feel like I can lead even, you know, with DE and I, I feel like I'm a leader. I feel like I'm a leader, but almost like a backup singer. Mm-hmm. You know, execute, right?
0: It's great to be a leader, but if you're not executing in the background, you need people like that. Otherwise, nothing gets done.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's what I have found who I am in myself uh, Mm -hmm. that I am a leader. I think I make a difference, Mm -hmm. but I'm not necessarily that front person. Mm -hmm. And I have been presidents of associations and all, but I really do like being the the backup singer. You know, okay. I like that's awesome. Up. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where my joy is. I, I like to support whoever is leading and, you know, I notice that even with my business, mm-hmm. uh, there's certain things in business. Uh, like I said, collecting money and, you know, uh, and collecting from partners is, mm-hmm. is tough, you know, mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> um, yeah, I like, I like leading, but from as a support person. Yeah. That's
0: great. I mean, that's awesome. Um, so I love to travel. And so this is my way of finding out all new places where people have been and they had amazing experiences. So what is one of your favorite places that you've traveled to and why?
1: So I'm not one to go abroad or Mm -hmm. really travel outside the States. I have been to Barbados. I really enjoy the water. Uh, One place that I really loved is the Dominican. Um, Mm -hmm. I went there with my husband and then a girlfriend. And then I went back. I took my, we took our whole family and my, my stepdaughter got engaged and then we went back the following year and she got married there Mm. so i love it there because the waters um i think the people uh just really you know a very good service Um, and i
0: haven't been there so i'm gonna add that one to my list i know my daughter wanted to go when she got married uh, for their honeymoon, but then there was some some type of reason that they couldn't go um, because of international travel. I think there was some kind of virus or something that um, was not good. This was a while ago. And um, so she didn't go either. So now I want to go back there.
1: Yeah, I um, I've, I've been there a few times and it's really about the resort and resorts and the way they treat you and mm-hmm. uh, my husband and i we um we took a doom buggy out in the mud mm-hmm. <laughs> so mud bog. it was pretty fun. I've never done anything like that It was pretty fun, but that's
0: cool that's cool. It's the experiences that you remember it's the people that you're with, the yeah. food that you eat, you know the service that you get it's just amazing. it's all of that in one package that yeah. makes it why you go back right.
1: Yeah, and one thing that I love to do, and I've done it, I think, three times now. When I was growing up as a kid, my parents were, they they um, retired very early, like in their 40s. Mm. And so um, my dad would, got a motor home, and he, he would take, you know, on um, summer vacations, I was the baby, so I was the only one left in the house. And he would take me across country. Every summer we'd go to i don't know all fifty states. it seems like um, and so I was always doing road trips every mm-hmm. summer,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so now I find myself as an adult like i I live in San Diego and I sell into Los Angeles, and people are like, "What do you do that?" But I love the road trip, like I mm-hmm. love knowing I have appointments and I go do those appointments and then I drive back mm-hmm. but i also I've done a few times where I've gone cross country. And I did that a couple years ago um, where I didn't know my friend and I, we didn't know where we were going to stay, where we were going to do. We we're just taking one day at a time. Wow. And, and we went for six weeks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we, he, what he wanted to see was missions and he loved to gamble. So mm-hmm. I said, okay. So we saw a bunch of different missions and a few casinos And while he was gambling, I was getting a spa treatment, you know, gamble very much. So, (laughs) yeah. So, but it was fun because we didn't know where we were going, you know, what we're. So, um, no, we didn't know where we were going to stay. And um, it was really exciting. And I love. I love the road trips. I love small but, towns. The spontaneity
0: is so great, and um, I don't know. I haven't done that because I'm such a planner, and everything has to be organized before I get anywhere. But it feels free freedom, right? It doesn't become so such a big chore yeah. to plan everything, and you just kind of go with the flow. Um well, one if day you I'd love to, to do that. Don't now, need- let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: that would be fun. Yeah. Well, Veronica, this was an amazing conversation. I loved every minute of it. Thank you for all the good work that you do. It was an honor to have you on the show. Um, so what closing comments or advice do you have for our listeners?
1: Well, I just um want to say thank you to you and also for any women that are listening that you know if you're in technology uh keep going and if you're starting to look into technology again there are so many avenues you can take and don't think that you know just because you don't know coding or all the different uh types of you know migration information and azure and all the buzzwords that you can't get into technology because i got into technology and i got hired because I didn't have all the skills like Mm -hmm. I I got hired for other skills. Mm -hmm. So um, I suggest that really anyone, but women in particular, that you really take a look at your skill set and see where that fits in. and, And then grow from there and take classes or whatever you need to do, but really know your greatness and let people know about it as well. That's amazing. Great advice. Oh, Veronica, thank
0: you so much. Uh, I truly appreciate your time and I really enjoyed our time together.
1: Thank you, Jennifer.
0: Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share and comment. Thank you. See you next week.
1: From IT Skill Enhancements to End User Adoption Training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.